Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Mornings with Jesse, where we go over some things in the news, some rays of sunshine, maybe check our funny bone, and other things. So, this is episode one, and we're just going to see how this goes. If you like this, I'll continue doing it. Just move along from there. Grab you a cup of coffee and come join the fun. So, first and foremost, I would like to say hello to everybody and let you know how beautiful you are this morning. Early in the morning for us, late in the evening for some. So, we're going to start our morning with a quick group card reading. This is from... Solitary Witch. The reason I got this is because I love, this is my favorite um, artist right now. I love her stuff. You've probably seen it on Pinterest and other websites. And Lisa Cavendish is my favorite author. So 
Here is our card for today. And it is the Company of Trees. Everybody get a good look at it? That is our group card for the day, the Company of Trees. So, she felt troubled and restless for her soul, was yearning for the solace of belonging to Mother Earth and all her creatures. She knows she will find a place there within the Company of Trees. Within that green church, she has heard the voice of the Great Mother Witch who told her she was as blessed and beautiful as the forest. Within the arms of the trees, she felt unique, loved, and a deep, unshakable belonging. She chose to watch the full moon rise one night, quietly, in contemplation and exultation. She chose to feel in the pines and to simply observe. She did not think or even consider or was conscious, but was living within sensation, bathed in a life that had known other worlds, blessed to be alive. Her every cell sang with a gratitude that is its own kind of ecstasy. She felt the bliss of being quite, of being in quiet companionship with the familiar who understands, who knows what she feels and why before she does herself, their, their pact of comfort and the silence of a friend. There is not but the breathing in and out of the familiar and the trees and the breathing in and out of every living thing and the planet herself. And she begins to breathe and slow with them in unison. In a world where that others would describe as fearful or lonely, she has found the wild peace of the solitary witch. Pines cleanse and she feels like everything foolish and willfully fretful and vexatious is far, far from her. She is untouchable in her peace. She is home and her whole world is freedom. And this is the meaning. A time of tranquility and oneness, deep and true peace, and with a sense of belonging to the world, being loved by the world, feeling at home within the world and within the self, being understood by those around you, even if they are unlike you. And to me, the meaning is we are all sitting, we are all the trees, all of us together. We're coming together every time one of us that has a channel shares a video, every time we have a live chat, we're all our own unique selves, just our own uh, family, and we love each other greatly. And I thank you, each and every one of you. So now it's time for the segment, Say What? Huge phallic likeness mowed into lawn at King Charles Coronation event site. This was on May 5th, 2023. Pranksters have mowed a giant symmetrical erect penis into the lawn of a venue where a major coronation celebration was set to occur. Some pranksters mowed a giant penis into the lawn of the Royal Crescent leading up to King Charles Coronation. According to multiple outlets, the 30-foot phallus appeared overnight on the lawn of the Royal Crescent in Bath, England and was visible on Thursday. The site was scheduled to hold a Georgian-themed Grand Coronation Party on Saturday in honor of King Charles III's coronation. 
celebrate the 300th anniversary of the Georgian era, a flyer for the Royal Crescent event reads. Decorate your own regal crown, watch demonstrations on royal fashion, and visit the Georgian cook, cooking up delicious recipes in the kitchen. While many are tickled pink by the cocky prank, it's sure to rub others the wrong way. The Royal Crescent is a tourist destination in Bath known for its perfect lawn that dates back to the 18th century and was featured in the Netflix drama Bridgerton. The Bath and Northeast Somerset Council, which is responsible for the lawn, have not addressed the issue publicly so far. Now it is to note that the word on the ground is it most likely was not mowed, but somebody had taken weed killer, some sort of herbicide that would kill the grass to make this perfectly symmetrical thing on the line which we are told is not quite in the likeness of the king's uh, personal uh, appendage. And now it is story time. Grab your cup of coffee and turn down those lights or turn the lights on if you, you know, need to fix your hair, do your makeup, get ready for work, what have you. Whatever is best for you. And let's listen to a spooky story. Late one March night in the English county of Lancashire, a man of average height and middle years left a tavern called the White Bull and headed down a narrow lane for home. His name was Gabriel Fisher and with him was his dog, Trotty. Fisher was, perhaps, a little merrier than he had been during the day, but that night's journey was to sober him quickly. A sickle moon cast its thin light down on tree and hedgerow. The evening was chilly, and Fisher walked along briskly enough, hearing a little else but his own footfalls. As the man and his dog reached the midway point of their homeward journey, however, the silence was shattered by a high-pitched scream. The dog began to whine. Fisher automatically ordered it to silence, and the sound of his own voice helped restore his courage. He peered into the gloom. On the road ahead was a figure, roughly human in form, though at a distance, and in that light, it was hard to say. Firmly gripping his walking staff, Fisher approached. The figure was a woman. She must have emanated the scream herself. But why was a woman abroad at this hour on this little traveled road? Even as he pondered this, his dog turned tail and fled. Fisher shouted after it, shrugged, then hurried to catch up with the woman who had begun walking in the direction he himself was taking. She spoke not a word, and her bowed head was concealed by a large bonnet. Fisher drew up beside her and began to question her, but to his solicitous inquiries, she made only the faintest replies. Yet her voice was somehow soothing, teasing even, with a hint of lovely melody. He adjusted his long step to her shorter one and paced beside her down the road. She carried a large cloth-covered market basket, and after a moment, Fisher asked if he might carry it for her. She handed the basket to him, and he happily settled the wicker handle on his arm. The woman's gentle voice said, 
you're much too kind. Then it broke into an unpleasantly mocking, tinkling laugh. Fisher looked in some surprise toward his companion, but she was turned away from him, apparently examining the hedge that bordered the road. The laugh sounded again more loudly. It came from the basket. Fisher stopped in his tracks and with a horrified oath flung the basket away. As he stared, it hit the ground. Its cover fell away and a head, wider than the cloth that had concealed it, bounced out onto the road. Teeth shone in its wide-stretched form, which issued a stream of cackling giggles. Fisher whirled to face his companion, who had turned toward him. Her bonnet had fallen back, her shoulders shook with soundless laughter, and she had no head. Fisher leaped over the basket, took off down the road, running as he had not run since boyhood. Over the pounding of his heart, he heard scuffling and then quick footsteps behind him. He ran on, his breath coming in loud sobs, and as he ran, he looked back, only to see the arm of the woman raised high, lifting the head like a lantern. The head laughed again, and she threw it after him. It struck the dirt of its own accord, sprang back into the air, whisking past Fisher, its eyes glittering and its teeth cackling. When it again landed in the road, Fisher made an attempt to jump over it, but the head jumped too, snapping at his ankles. Once more, the head passed him, then cut in front of his path and forced a second leap from Fisher, one that took his feet just clear of the vicious biting grin fully caught up in its macabre sport now. The head played about his feet, snapping and laughing maniacally. Fisher sped on, too terrified to tire even to look back, although he realized that the woman and her head were close behind him. When he came to a shallow stream that ran across the road, he charged through it in an explosion of spray that continued up a rise in the road. As he crested the hill, Fisher cast a quick glance over his shoulder, and the sight he saw in that one instant was impressed on his mind for the rest of his days. Below him, on the far side of the stream, stood a woman's figure, tall and stolid and headless still. Around its feet comforted the head, snapping and snarling like some outlandish terrier. The hair of the head was caked with mud and the face blotched with dust. Yet the head's baleful energy seemed to have reached a new pitch. Fisher could see its eyes blazing with malignity and hear a hellish echo in its cackling laughter. Sick with loathing, he ran on, but he ran alone. The ghost, apparently limited in territory like others of its kind, could not cross running water. Gabriel Fisher's adventure ended safely, even a little comically. He arrived home to find an irritable wife soothing the still trembling Trotty. Her response to his stammered explanation was a barbed witticism. She said she was glad he had learned the wisdom of coming home early, even though it had taken a headless woman to teach him. She, head and all, had never been able to make that point. Others too scoffed when Gabriel was sighted his tail, but he was not the last person beset by the ghoul on that lonely stretch of road. 
why the woman and her head betrothed there in the darkness no one ever knew nor did they know precisely when the haunting ceased for the people of lincolnshire gave up all use of that narrow lane by night and the children would not even venture there even in the daylight so i hope you enjoyed this little segment let's do it again real soon before you go please smash the like button leave a comment down below uh you know after the chat's over leave a comment down below i like thank you so much subscribe if you haven't and we'll see you on the next one peace